Hello there, and you're very welcome to Poem of the Week. Hello, I'm Morgan O'Reilly, and once again, you're very welcome to Poem of the Week, Near FM's year-long series promoting poetry. The series is a collaboration between Near FM, local poets and members of the community. Each week we will be celebrating poetry both new and old, Irish and international, and published and unpublished work alongside a significant date in our calendar. Paul Murray was born in Dublin in 1935. From paper boy to paper mill and printing ink factory, Paul spent his working life dancing to the tune of the paper and print industry. Recipient of the Francis Ledwidge and Dunlavin Arts Festival Awards, Paul's work is highly regarded, serving as a vital record of Dublin's waterways. He still lives in Ballyfermot with his wife Lily in the house where they raised five children. This week's poem is filmed to video by Paul Murray, read now by his son, Kieran Murray. Gus changed and rearranged some old 8mm film onto video, sending the sands of time running backwards a while. In the comfort of Eileen's basement we watched multicoloured scenes of tumbling woodland streams and tranquil driftwood beaches come back to haunt us with their terrible beauty. To backdrops of swimming pools on salad days off school, a healthy assortment of incredible offspring picnic and played at life as though it would last forever. Gazing into the camera lens with their mother's smoky mountain eyes while guardians of their future sipped away their manhood with cans of blue at a barbecue. Slowly we too have made the change from film to video. Said goodbye to hippie-dressed wives who flirted with our memories from the timeless splendour of surreal summers of our prime. Although we love the handsome young people that shouted pleasantries downstairs before vanishing into another pizza pie night, we miss the strange bright-eyed children that wave back from the screen. And that was uh, film to video, read there by Kieran Murray, and of course it was his father's poem. Tell us why you chose that poem, Kieran. What what does it remind you of? What what kind of significance does it have for you? I suppose it's a summer poem. It's a partly it's a summer of my own youth. My dad has written lots of poems, and that one always kind of catches me. Any particular imagery in it that really jumps out at you? Any lines? Um, I love that notion of the uh, the driftwood beaches. Um, there's that bit about the kind of men looking back uh, as they at their drinking and their 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 seeing themselves. I love that, um, how they say goodbye to their hippie dress wives. Um, yeah. Probably a reference to the early 1970s or something. Yeah, I think there's some of the language is, is particular to a certain age as well. Uh, even the word pizza pie is something that sounds like it comes out of a 1950s film. It's the old uh, Dean Martin song. Yeah, yeah the they, they still refer to, to pizza as a pizza pie. Yeah, know? yeah. I remember my dad once saying that they never heard of pizza and uh, they thought he was saying pizza pie <laughs> because pizza hadn't even appeared in Ireland. It hadn't, it hadn't w- made the trip. Whatever yeah. that era wow. was. Wow. Altogether. Uh, but just tell us tell us what's happening in this poem. Is it, is it, is it personal to your own life and your father's life? Um, I'm a bit of a Samuel Beckett fan and I really like Crap's Last Tape and I, mm. and I love that notion of um, looking at yourself from different parts of your life and looking at back at who you were or who you thought you were and yeah. now and now who you think you are and I think it captures some of that really really nicely um, I also think there's something quirky in it about film to video whereas um, today it might be more 
um, USB stick to cloud. Yeah. But you, when you when technology changes and all the things you've collected, be they photographs or whatever, you you, you have to kind of sort through them a little bit to see which yeah. ones you'll keep and which ones you won't. And then some of the stuff just really catches you as you look at it. And it, it just captures a certain moment of who you were when you were. Mm. So with the march of time, you're you're forced to revisit all this old technology because soon it's going to become totally redundant. And it's only when you revisit it, you go, God, yeah, look how young I was. Look yeah, yeah, I, you know. yeah. Um, and I think that, and I think that's really the, that part of it is uh, is really nice. It's got a, it's got kind of a sentimental poem in a way, but it doesn't drift into mawkishness. If anything, it's a yeah. little bit poignant. There's a little bit spiky in it there. Uh, I think it's quite powerful the way that. They're looking at the children and the backdrop to that smoky barbecue world. There's a lot of younger kids and they're all kind of running wildly around swimming pools and they're, uh, and you can kind of feel that. But there's something about they're gone. They're gone that they that they disappear off the, the, by their mid late teens. They're disappearing off into the night, and they're, <laughs> and they're, and they're kind of gone and they're kind of remo- removing themselves from it. And that it they, that the way he kind of says he misses that he realizes that that's a the whole thing has moved on from from a different era. What role do you think then? I mean, you, your father writes poetry. Were, were you raised in kind of, was it a, an expressive and artistic house that you were raised in? Um, not really. I don't think so. Not particularly more than lots of houses. Mm. There was probably sing songs, but more the Kamalia type of things. <laughs> um, I think that I would probably slightly envied the generation or so that came before me when television wasn't so dominant. Um, there were lots of musical instruments in the house. Yeah. Um, but they weren't played or used. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, there was photographs of my granddad with uh, with the fiddle, um, and my dad and his brothers at one stage playing uh, playing brass instruments, sax and trumpets and stuff in right. bands. But that had kind of vanished. That had kind of given way. Yeah, because I think the the television only kind of made its way into Ireland in the nineteen sixties. I think r- roughly, you know, and uh, and of course everybody wouldn't have had a. a television oh yeah, and it was very little of that would. RT only on for a couple of hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so whether it was a piano standing against the wall that used to be the mainstay of the front room. Same, same in my grandmother's house. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, as I was saying, there was lots of musicians kind of in the previous generation, and there was photographs of them often with their, um, <coughs> with their saxophone or with their fiddles or something. Yeah. And uh, just very recently, one of my sisters saw a photograph of my granddad. Uh, playing his fiddle but of course we didn't couldn't hear him and she found a fiddle in the attic and my dad said that it was just a, a cheap old piece of thing and it was it was no good it was bent yeah, and yeah, never yeah. play again but she brought it and they said no it was a quite valuable piece and uh, it could be fixed up and uh, so so she spent the money and got it done and she went off and took lessons ah oh, brilliant and found out what 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 tunes he might have played and this is only in the recent years oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, and being very diligent and, and determined, she went off and she learned the tunes that my granddad uh, might have played. Wow. So I don't know whether that kind of jumps out of what a photograph can do or how a memory can really uh, evoke something and even provoke you to action, you know? Yeah, yeah, even an old photograph or as if in the case of the poem, the old video, it re- you know, life life continues, it continues yeah. in, in posterity and future generations, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like it kind of jumps across generations. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, yeah. The fiddle d- probably had been, uh, it could easily have been fifty years since it was played. Wow! But Jack Kieran, um, really, really interesting chat with you. I'm delighted, delighted to have you into the studio, and uh, thanks very much for reading the poem. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Grumagot.
We can't forget that while this series celebrates poetry, we're also using poetry as a medium to remember important dates in our calendar. May Day is a public holiday celebrated on the 1st of May to welcome the beginning of summer. The holiday has ancient roots and is connected to Walpurgisnacht in Central Europe, celebrating the feast day of St. Walpurga, who is credited with having brought Christianity to Germany. In more modern times, the date is linked with International Workers' Day, or Labour Day as it is known in some countries, celebrating working men and women all over the globe. In Gaelic Ireland, May Day was known as the beginning of the Festival of Bealtaine. Great bonfires were lit to officially mark the coming of summer and to banish the long nights of winter. That's it from us for this week. A big thank you to this week's contributor, our production team and everyone at Near FM, and also to Paula Meehan for her advice and support on this series. Poem of the Week is broadcast every Monday at 12 noon and every Saturday at 10am. Join us next time for Poem of the Week. Good luck and God bless. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.